Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. And a good afternoon and welcome. Happy Friday, baby. June 17th, the year 2022. Hope you're having a great day. Boy, the sun, thunder showers came down, right? It cooled things off a little bit. We're back hot, steamy, and ready to roll for the next two hours. Yes, indeed. We are here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, we are your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. So we're on the radio. We're also streaming 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And in the Acadiana area, if you happen to put your TV on, we're also simulcast. Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. And all the talk about, well, he did it with um, with Cleveland not having Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. And then he did it with Kevin Durant. Well, forget all about that. Steph Curry has joined the likes of LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal with his fourth NBA championship ring and his first NBA championship series finals MVP award. Curry is four is one more than Larry Bird and Dwayne Wade, one shy of Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, and Tim Duncan. So leave all that stuff behind because every great player needed someone else beside him to get the job done. Well, Steph Curry um, has always been the eye of this Warriors storm. And for eight years now, five consecutive NBA finals and then some injuries, but all told, eight years, four titles. And there was no doubt there was no not going to be an Andre Iguodala MVP award. There wasn't going to be a Kevin Durant MVP award. This was Steph Curry's time this was Steph Curry's moment a rare superstar with a blend of humility and just downright arrogant confidence in his own abilities it just seems to make everybody want to fight for him it was so what was so obvious was when he won the award every player every one of his teammates seemed to be as happy for Steph getting that award as Steph was happy in getting the award himself. They love Steph Curry. The Celtics uh, go down, losing the last three games of the series, and uh, the Warriors win at 103-90. Steph Curry with um, 40 points, uh, excuse me, 34 points on 12 of 21 shooting. Game five, he was 0 for 9 from downtown. In the closeout game, he was 6 for 11. He had uh, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 
he was by far the best player on the court, the second best player on the court. I don't care what anybody says. Draymond Green was unbelievable. 12 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks. He was sensational. And the Warriors, again, the NBA champions. And uh, they're going to be favored to win it all again next year. But it's way, way, way too early. Round two of the U.S. Open in progress. And um, uh, Taryn and Ling Mirth are tied at four under par. Hardy and Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm are three under par as we speak. Um, Rory McIlroy had an unbelievable putt to salvage a double bogey. Um, and he dropped from three under to one under. My man, my man is charging Sammy Burns, opening round 71, second round 67. He's at 138, which is minus two for the tournament. So minus four, Callum Taron and David Lingmurth um, share the early lead. Uh, they are still on the course with uh, a whole lot of holes left to play. So let's wait and see what happens. Nick Hardy, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Brian Harmon, Joel Dahman at three under. And again, Sam Burns is at two under par. There will be no weekend for um, Phil Mickelson, who just had an awful, awful, awful showing um, he, I, I'm, I'm going down the leaderboard. I still can't find him. Uh, Phil Mickelson plus 11 for the tournament. So he is, uh, two and through for the weekend. Sergio Garcia is at plus four. The cut line is projected to be at plus three. So hold tight. We'll wait and see what happens. But Sam Burns, well, wouldn't that be sweet? Wouldn't that be sweet? Defensive lineman, Sony Fanua from LSU has entered the transfer portal that's, uh, you know, you, you say, okay, well, what's the big deal? He's not that great of a player. No, but he does provide depth along LSU's defensive line. A uh, fifth-year senior who's been relegated to a reserve role. He recorded 28 total tackles, six and a half tackles for loss last year, really stepped up big at the end of the season when LSU's line was, was hit with injuries. This year, LSU returns a starting quartet of Ali Gay, B.J. Ojolari, Mason Smith, Jaquelin Roy, and then you got guys like Quincy Wiggins, Xavier Carter, Savian Jones, Bryce Langston, Missouri transfer, Mecky Weeks. A uh, good bit of depth, but Fanua was experienced, uh, and that's going to be missed. So here's hoping he lands a spot where he can um, show off his talents and maybe put together some good tape for uh, the NFL. Of course, the big question mark as you're 79 days away from the start of the college football season is who's going to be the quarterback for LSU. Will it be Miles Brennan? Will it be Jaden Daniels? Or will it be a combination of the two in Garrett Nussmeyer? Brennan, the pocket passer. Daniels, more of the running threat than the passing threat. Nussmeyer does a little bit of both, but is he accurate? Is he is he comfortable? Can he get it done when the lights are bright? The stands are full, and they start keeping score. You never know till you give them a go, and we will see. But this is the this is the task in front of Brian Kelly, Coach Sloan, Coach Denbrock, all those offensive minds. That that is the big that is the big 
change. So, so we shall see. Our guest list today, we will uh, discuss uh, the New Orleans Saints and their their training camp, uh, their mini, 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 mandatory uh, mini camp um, that took place. It's over and done with now. And this is a time when uh, players and coaches decompress. They've got five weeks of downtown downtime before the start of training camp in late July. Now, that doesn't mean they're all going to go to the beach and get fat and happy, but it's a t- chance for coaches to whoo, take a break. Um, the mini camps are done. The OTAs are done. The draft is done. Um, it's time to get ready for training camp in the regular season. So it's hard to draw a lot of insight from three non-tackling pros- practices in shorts and shirts. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, but we'll sort through what was seen and draw some conclusions and form some early opinions on these 2022 Saints with Larry Holder of The Athletic. Eddie Yarno will join us in our number two to start things off. It's the start of the College World Series, and Major League Baseball is cranking things up. Uh, the Braves have won 14 straight. The Astros lead their division by nine and a half games. Aaron Judge is on a torturous pace with the home run ball. Um, and um, so we'll talk about that. And the four SEC teams who's got the best shot at winning it all in Omaha with Eddie Arnold, the former big leaguer, national champion for LSU, World Series champion with the Yanks. George Faust will join us, as he always does, Fridays with Faust. George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will uh, we'll banter about. We'll, we'll draw some conclusions. And uh, they neither one, George nor James, are fathers, but they do have fathers. So we'll ask them what they're going to do for dads, and I'll uh, – share my thoughts on I, I don't have my father anymore i miss him miss him every day of the week um uh and i will uh certainly tip a glass to my pops uh come sunday uh come next wednesday is a big day it's the game's birthday and this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate 10 years of being southwest louisiana sports station join us at buffalo wild wings on ambassador caffrey on wednesday There'll be delicious wings, amazing door prizes, including station swag, Astros tickets, a 50-inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, a round of golf with the old proverbial cart, got to have the cart, at Cane Row Golf Course, and a $150 gift card to Mosley and Hollard Men's Clothing. I need to go check that place out. I'm always interested in the... uh, in the haberdashery of things, uh, and much more. In addition, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B-Dubs on Wednesday from 4 to 9 o'clock for the game's 10th birthday bash. More thoughts on the NBA Finals when we return from our first time out of the day. So glad you are with us on a Friday. Friday, baby! June 17th, the year 2022. This is the Jordy Helpert Show. We're on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are your home for LSU sports in Southwest Louisiana. 
He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we are back 16 minutes after the hour. Rescue Fest is Saturday, June 25th at Park International. It's a day of live music featuring the Sarah Russo Band, Jet 7, Layla Laverne, Hunter Corville, and Cam Nelson. Now, you know there's going to be plenty of food, lots of games, even a raffle. Rescue Fest is a fundraiser for the Resc U group of Acadiana. This is a great group with a great cause. It provides financial and more importantly, emotional assistance to grieving families of child loss. I can't imagine. Uh, to buy tickets, go to Eventbrite or by visiting Rescue, that's R-E-S-C-Y-O-U group dot org. Remember, Rescue Fest, Saturday, June 25th at Park International. Um, the NBA is over. Next week, it'll be the NBA draft as teams try to uh, live, learn, get better, and figure out a way to get to where the Golden State Warriors are now. This is a this is a rare team. Their main core all picked in the draft. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. They went to five consecutive NBA titles. Then Clay Thompson got hurt. Then he got hurt again. And for two years, they were at one point in time, they had the worst record in the NBA. They were, people were doubting people saying they'll never be back, blow this thing up and start over again. But they didn't, they showed patience. They showed perseverance. They showed smarts in the front office. And um, here they are today. And everybody's going to say, well, okay, you know, I, I, I can't do these Mount Rushmore things. There, there's too many eras of basketball. If you did the Steph Curry era of basketball, he's right up there with LeBron James. There is no ifs, ands, buts, maybes about it. There's no question. He is one of the great players to ever lace up a pair of tennis shoes and put a ball in his hand and bounce it and shoot it. He's one of the best of all time. I don't know, you know, it, 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 it's all subject to your opinion of what's important, what's of value. Um, there's no doubting that he wins games. There's no doubting that he changed the game. And there is no doubting that he is entertaining and fun to watch. So for me, Steph Curry is one of the top 10 players to ever play the game of basketball. For all of those reasons, everybody talks about the shooting. And yes, he is the greatest shot maker ever, in my opinion, ever. And I think I have a long list of people that would back me on that. But it's also his ability to handle the basketball. It's his ability to, to get to the point where you can get a good shot at the basket, no matter how far or close it is. You saw so many times his ability as, as people challenged up front and got right into his chest, his ability to drive past, get to the rim, and finish against taller, stronger players. He is the ultimate offensive 
weapon. So again, a reason to say, in my opinion, certainly one of the top 10 players of all time. And I'll argue it to the nth degree. And there's so many great players. So many. It's, uh, it, it's, it's nearly, it's like, how, how do you pick the greatest players in baseball and only name four of them? Come on. It's impossible. It just is. But for what he has done, how he has done it, and this past season and series left no doubt. Left no doubt. It, it, look, everybody talks about the Boston Celtics and how many rings Bill Russell won, and yes, he did. There's no questioning that. But, you know, he had five NBA Hall of Famers on that team with him. So even back then, the Lakers, I mean, with their contingent of talent, Hall of Famers everywhere, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. That one LeBron deal where he won the title and they, you know, they they didn't have hardly anybody else after he made the return, after he took his talents to Miami and he won that thing. I mean, that that's that's pretty special. That's pretty special. Shaq had Kobe, right? Timmy Duncan had Parker and Ginobili and Kawhi. So everybody's got a sidekick. So that's got to all go by the wayside, okay? All go by the wayside. How things been for Kevin Durant since he left the Warriors? Kevin Durant said, I'm going to hitch my wagon to Kyrie Irving and not Steph Curry. How'd that go? Now, maybe next year that's a different story. But for here and now, not so good for the Brooklyn Nets. But Steph Curry has been the one contributing factor through all these years. He has been the face of the franchise. He was, he was smart enough and gracious enough when they went to the Hamptons and recruited Kevin Durant to come to say, look, I'll take a backseat. I'll let you be the focal point. Not many superstars will do that. But... He understood the importance of winning championships. So that's what I think makes this one all the more special because this was his team. He carried this team. And even even when he had the poor shooting effort in game five, he still got eight assists. He still played his rear end off on the defensive end. He did everything. So Boston tried to single him out. Tried to get him in picks uh, where where he had to switch off and guard uh, a bigger offensive threat for the Celtics, and he just held his own. He held his own. He listened to the critics who said, "You know what? I don't. I don't think this. I don't think Golden State can win it again. And Steph can't do it unless he's got Kevin Durant." Well, um, he proved that that is not the case. And it just shows you uh, from top down how, how well an organization is run, from ownership to Bob Myers, the GM, to Steve. You know, Steve Kerr's got nine NBA rings. Yes, he was part of the Chicago Bulls and, got, and, and San Antonio Spurs and picked up five of them as a player. Now he's got four as a coach. Um, and remember, remember, he got sick. And Luke Walton took over as the head coach of the Warriors. Where's Luke Walton now? Just goes to show you how good Steve Kerr is as a coach. Um, Something different, something definitive about this 
title for the Warriors, and I think it was probably their least talented of the four NBA title teams. Um, Clay Thompson uh, returned this season. He contributed, but he's not the player that everyone remembers he was before his injuries. He was, I mean, it was five for 20 from the floor last night. Uh, he didn't play well at all, but he was out there and he was trying. Andrew Wiggins was by far and away Golden State's second play, second best player throughout the series. But I would say Draymond Green was the second best player in game six. Those are the immeasurables that don't show up on a stat sheet. His defense, his moxie, his rebounding, his pushing the ball up the court and getting it to, to Clay or Steph as they flare out on the wings. Um, but make no mistake about it. It's a team game, no question. And during that 21-zip run, five different Warriors scored when they took control of the game. But this was Steph Curry's title. Plain and simple. He got his first finals MVP. His numbers? Huh. 31.2 points per game in the finals. Six rebounds, five assists, two steals. He shot 48% from the field, 44% from downtown, and that includes an 0 for 9-er. Huh. And this is against one of the best defenses that has been seen in a long, long time and going up against the defensive player of the year. And this kind of shows what Steph Curry is all about. He was asked about the individual honor before anything else. And he said, forget that question. Why do you start with that question? We've got four championships. God is great. The ability to be on this stage and play with amazing teammates against a great Boston Celtics team that gave us everything to try to get to the finish line. This one hits different for sure. Oh, he wanted this. And again, his teammates were as happy for Steph as Steph was happy to finally get that MVP award. They loved him and they still love him. And that's one of those rarities that you see in sport. The old adage of good guys finish last. No, 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 no. Um, this good guy finished first. So you've got the Warriors, the Bulls, the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Lakers of the 1950s that won at least four titles in an eight-year span. The Celtics with the Bill Russell group, the Lakers, Shaq and Kobe, um, the Bulls of Michael Jordan, and now the Warriors from 2015 to 2022, four titles in eight years. And Steph Curry carried the load. He, to me, is one of the all-time greats. He is the first player in NBA history to make at least five three-pointers in five games of a single final series. He's also just uh, one of five players to win multiple regular season MVPs, multiple scoring titles, and finals MVP. And he's just the third guard in history to average at least 30 points in two separate finals. I don't know how you keep him out of the subject, and it's subject to debate, but to me, he's one of the top 10 of all time. 
He's one of the all-timers. His legacy is solidified, and no one can take it away from him. And you know what? He is so fun to watch. Um, and that's what the Pelicans are have to have to shoot for. That's what they have to shoot for. If that doesn't get Zion and Ingram and CJ and Herb and all these people excited, nothing will. Nothing will. So hats off to the Golden State Warriors and hats off to Steph Curry. Um, I am a little bit biased. Uh, I just think he's tremendous. It's, it's like Pistol Pete. Oh, he, shoots, he gets 44 points a game, but man, he shoots a lot. Yeah, he does. But there's an art to it. Not many people can get that many shots off. And they have good shots and have the ability to knock them down. And you got to guard Steph Curry as soon as he crosses half court. And that, that is amazing. And his ability to draw the focus of the other team and spread that court out where you use the entirety of that half court. It's 94 feet by 50 feet. So half court is what? 57, uh, 47 feet by 50 feet. Man, he stretches you out and it makes everybody else better. So congratulations to Steph Curry. All right, well, uh, uh, enough of that. I've pontificated enough. I think you get the point now. He is, he is great. He is, and I don't use that word uh, haphazardly, but Steph Curry is great. All right, the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou. Or how about a $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go and sign up today. We'll take a time out and when we come back, Saints wrapped up their uh, mandatory minicamp. Larry Holder of The Athletic will share his thoughts. What is he impressed by? What is his concerns? What is it with this 2022 Saints team? We'll have that story when we return to the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, where you're home for the Houston Astros and the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Johnson throws. Boutte's got it wide open at the 10. Far side. He's in for the score. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. A shot to left field. Going back on it's Gordon. He'll look up at the corner. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Oh, he's got the moves like, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Welcome back, boys and girls. This is the Jordy Helper Show. He's got the moves, and he's got us now, and uh, we're thrilled to have him back again on this Friday. Larry Holder of The Athletic, as we welcome you back to 35 on a Friday, June 17th. Good afternoon, Mr. Holder. How are you, sir? Good morning. How are you today? What's that? I said I'm good. Okay. Uh, you're going... <laughs> You're going in and out like you're in a bad zone. But anyway, uh, hopefully not. Uh, uh, all right. Everything's good. It's hard to 
Look, it's hard to draw any conclusion from uh, three non-tackling practices in shirts and shorts, but uh, when they put the pads on, that's when you separate the good from the bad, the men from the boy, and all those cliches, right? But from what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've um, listened to, what what's uh, what is your biggest takeaway from this Saints three-day mandatory minicamp? Well, look, it's... <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like some of it's going to be off the field, uh, just in the fact that, all right, we, you know, Michael Thomas was there, but he wasn't necessarily practicing. Uh-huh. And then you have uh, Marcus Davenport, who, you know, he wow. didn't totally go. I mean, he technically went Ronnie Lott and had to have his finger amputated. But still, yeah. I mean, that's something that you're like, wow, that's uh, that's kind of a, an eye-opener. And, uh, you know, it's something that a lot of times – People wonder if he's, you know, if he's willing to play hurt. Well, I guess, I mean, he's, he, he took a big step to try to get back on the field in an important season for him. But, uh, but yeah, it's, but like you said, though, it's, uh, you know, sure you could look at uh, who's catching the ball and, and, and who's, you know, is Jameis Winston having a limp or not or something like that. Right. But uh, I think, uh, I think like you said, when, I really start to get amped up once I get to see pads, and uh, you know I'm curious to see about the offensive line play and, and, and things like that. So it was though at least good to have uh, Jameis Winston practicing the whole time. Are you a, a lot win. of people? Yeah, a lot of people were wondering should he be practicing at all? With the, I mean, how noticeable was the limp? But I'm glad he was out there. I think that shows a sign. But um, he may not be 100 percent when training camp comes by. Yeah, I think that's something probably in training camp. They're, they're probably going to have to kind of calm him down from himself. I, I think part of this is that he wants to get out there and be the leader in the offense, mm-hmm. work with a lot of these new pieces. And he's still, uh, I think, he, and he, I, rightfully, I think he gets it that he still has things to prove that he's going to be the long-term starter for the Saints. Right. So I think he wants right. to put in as much work as he can and with the new pieces, and yet, you know, look, he's working with Jarvis Landry, you know, uh, Chris Olave, and, uh, you know, an offensive line. You got, you know, you got some different pieces than what you had last year. And so you're wondering, uh, you know, if you're Jameis Winston, okay, well, I got to get as much field time in and work through this. So, I, look, I think if he's not, I don't, I don't, if it was too dangerous, I don't think the Saints would allow him to be out there practicing, but I do mm-hmm. think he's probably. You know, it's still he's still in that rehab time, so I think he's trying yep. to push through it to, uh, to make this thing work. And honestly, like I can applaud him, but it's also it's that it's that double edged sword. I mean, it's good, and then yet you don't want him to have any kind of setback, which I don't anticipate, but still, you, you certainly don't want that. Larry Holder of the Athletic. One thing I have uh, been told uh, is that if, and heaven forbid, if something would happen to Jameis Winston, uh, we got a a much better backup quarterback than we've had in the past. Apparently Andy Dalton has looked great. I would expect that. I mean, look, he's a guy who's taken the Bengals to the playoffs a lot. And yet he, you know, look, he's basically a backup now, but I think that the Saints, knowing that Jameis Winston is banged up, knowing that you don't know if he's the long-term future, of the Saints. Right. I mean, I, and again, Dalton is not competing for the starting job. He knows it. James knows it. Dennis Allen knows it. Pete Carmichael, everybody knows it. But still, it gives you a, a, a safety net 
in case something like last year happens and then you're trying to play Trevor Simeon and you don't feel great about Jason Hill and you, you, right. you, you lose that element. So I think the fact that they went out and got someone like that, and I think, you know, I think, I think Andy also gets it. He's like, look, if, if uh, you know, if James, something happens to James, he can come in and play right away with a good team. I mean, it's different than being with the Bears or being somewhere else. You know, you're actually with a good team uh, overall. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that is uh, that's something I would expect him to look good. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. I, right, just, don't, I right. just don't think he's you know a top fifteen starter in the league and. You know that's uh, that's kind of just where where he is, and I think he he kind of gets it. And the Saints are in good shape there. I mean, look, it's yeah. it's much better than they were last year. There's no doubt. No question. Yeah, no question. That's a good sign. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, Larry Holder, of the Athletics. So this might be an impossible question because they're all very very important players. But which of these players is the biggest question mark heading into the season? Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. Or Jameis Winston? Until I see him on the field, it's got to be Michael Thomas. Uh, okay. Because here's the thing. Look, Alvin Kamara is healthy. It's just he's going to have the, the, his legal issues and a possible suspension lingering over his head. I'm okay. seeing Jameis Winston on the practice field and OTAs and minicamps when you don't, you don't really need to be. I still don't know what we have in Michael Thomas. And, look, I know right. there's confidence that he's going to return. Uh, but still – I need to see it to believe it. I'm in that business. I've been doing this for far too long. That's right. Just assume someone was coming back and they don't. I need to see it to believe it again. And so I think uh, uh, until we see Michael Thomas actually participate in some sort of on-field action with his team, run a play, do something, I think he's got to be the big question mark. I'm just not assuming that he's going to come back and be what he was. I I just need need to assume that he can – I need to see him, and we have not yet seen him in a helmet, in a practice, in a long, 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 long time. You know what it reminds me of? It's kind of fitting and timely is uh, the Clay Thompson Golden State Warriors thing. Um, Great player. Gets hurt. Gets hurt again. Hadn't played in two years. Uh, He comes back, and he has a little, but he's not the player he was. If you watched him last night, I mean, he's five for 20. He's struggling. They win. But he's struggling. So I'm with you. Uh, It's Michael Thomas by a mile to me because, like you said, we haven't seen him. And is he going to be the same guy? Or but the good thing is, he doesn't have to be the same guy, right? Because you got Jarvis Landry, and apparently this Chris Olave is all that in a in a bag of nuts. Yeah, I think when you look at it, that's actually a good way to look at it because when it was the Michael Thomas show. He definitely didn't have a good compliment like he does with Jarvis Landry and a young first-round receiver like Chris Olave. So mm-hmm. it's you, the expectations don't need to be that high. You expect him to be number one because he's being paid like he's a number one guy. And uh, you know, look, he deserved at the time he deserved the contract. But I mean, it's we, we've now two years through this kind of injury right. and soap opera uh, with him, and so when you. Uh, uh, but when you look at it, if Landry can be, and Landry's basically betting on himself. If he has a big season, he's yeah. going to get a, a nice deal because he's on a one-year deal, and you're assuming Alave can come in and, and be a contributor right away. And, I mean, the Saints had none of those guys uh, last year, and they paid for it. I mean, they did. So I, I think that's, you know, you know, it's not like you have 
Um, let's just compare it to, all right, they went out and signed Emmanuel Sanders a couple of years ago. and He was he was good, but not incredible. I mean, you, right. uh, you and me probably agree that we expect more from Jarvis Landry than we yes. expected when Emmanuel Sanders comes in. No so, question. Right. Yes. And then Alave, we're expecting things just because he's drafted right where he should have been. Saints had to go get him. So when you look at it in that sense, Jordy, I think you make a really good point that he doesn't – Michael Thomas does not have to be a record-breaking receiver again, but he does, he just needs to be on the field, present, healthy, and Jameis Winston. If you have all three of those guys, it's going to be it's going to be really tough on defenses to kind of deal with that. Yeah. I mean, they they got to shadow somebody, and they're going to go with reputation. They're going to shadow him. That's going to make life easier for Jarvis. going to make life uh, uh, easier for Olave. It's going to make life easier for the tight end. Uh, it all works. It's all part of the puzzle, I would say. Uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic. Um, this roster, as it's comprised, it's got a lot of people. It's going to be tough to break into this thing. But they did have David Johnson, who's had a pretty good career as a running back. Um, do you think they sign him? Or or not? What do you think? I would leave the door open uh, that that could happen. Uh, I think that the Saints uh, could use that, especially, I mean, look, you and me just talked about it. What happens when Alvin Kamara, he's going to be suspended. I mean, that's no just, question. it's going to yeah. happen. Uh, if there was no video, maybe he's not going to get suspended. But there is, and he will yes. be. So yes. when that happens, you'd like to have a couple of, Viable options there with Mark Ingram and David Johnson because I don't outside of after Ingram, what is there? I mean, there's nothing that you feel really great about. So, and it's not like David Johnson is not the same David Johnson he was when he was um, a fantasy all star right. <laughs> for Arizona right. a bunch of years ago. Right. Uh, but uh, he's someone that uh, look if if you I think if you need him, you can go get him. But and but when when will that be? And it, it's uh, that remains to be seen. But still. They could use some depth there, and I think I think that'll work. I mean, you're looking at him to be a number three back, uh, or even if you carry four, you could. Uh, but still, it, he's also a guy that you're not looking at special teams. I mean, you know what he is. And so mm-hmm. you, it, it could be something where they work him out, have him around, uh, and then maybe have him sign him, be in camp, cut him, bring him back, you know, kind of a guy gotcha. like almost a safety net uh, when you yeah. need him. Uh, but even even in that same sense, it's not like he's going to cost a ton of money. So that's right. that's not an issue, right? Uh, Larry Holder, the Athletic. We're talking about the Saints, uh, coaches, and all. They got about five weeks now to to go relax, take it easy. Players need to keep working out, stay in shape. Um, from all reports I've heard, this this defense has the potential to be really, 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 really special. Um, are you in agreement there? I, there's a reason why, if you look in, in a lot of times, you know, George, you and me, we, you know, people gripe to to us about the national perception of the Saints, right. this, that, and the other. I think nationally, people get it that the Saints, they have fewer questions defensively than they do offensively. And mm-hmm. you could make the case that they got better at a safety spot uh, from uh, by Ed and Tyron Matthew, and yeah. uh, you know, they, they, you know, they even even someone just kind of sneaky like a Contavious Street. And, you know, he was a in situationally he was a, a solid pass rusher for the Forty ers a sneaky little signing, but you know, someone who can kind of help them a little bit. But and then you you add in Demario Davis and Marshawn Lattimore is a legit perennial Pro Bowler, and uh, you know, Marcus May. The fact that he's out there practicing, you know, if you're wondering about him and an injury and 
he also might deal with a suspension, but still, look, at his best, he's one of the top free safeties in the NFL, but I mean, he's got to be at his best and he's got to be healthy. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think, and you don't have really these question marks at corner. You like your depth there and, uh, you know, pass rush, you're always wondering about Marcus Davenport and can right. Cam Jordan be the Cam Jordan of late last season and not early last season. And so I, but still, you have all of these pieces and Dennis Allen knows how to use them. So I think in that sense, you got to figure if you're a Saints fan, you feel good about defense, and the question is more on offense than anything else. All right, one last one. I'll let you get out of here on this one. Larry Holder of The Athletic. Um, Dennis Allen has to put his stamp on this team. Um, from from what has been observed in these, these OTAs and minicamp, are things a little bit different, or does it look exactly the same? I mean, I, I know I mean, Sean Payton's no longer there, uh, but – all these coaches, most of them were underneath his tutelage for a long, long time. Is it different in some way? And if so, how so? Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be different. And I think you're not going to see it a ton in practice. Just, be, you know, look, practice and the offense, it's under Pete Carmichael. So that's going to have that same rhythm. And but this is something that, I, you know, I'm not going to know because yeah. I feel like it's going to happen more internally at how meetings are run and how is the temperament and like, you know, uh, how, how is, uh, you know, how are offensive players going to relate to Dennis Allen? Cause they don't deal with him all day, every day, you know, that's right. more defense. So I'm, I'm curious in that sense, mm-hmm. how much input does he have there? Uh, you know, it's cause it's like, it's, he's still the head coach. You know, if he doesn't like something yeah. on offense, you can tell Pete Carmichael. I mean, Sean Payton did it with defense and, kind of screwed it up when he did that a couple times but still uh you know i, I think it's internally there's definitely going to be more of a calm but uh you know I, i'm i think it's it's more that how uh, how it's internally ran and, and perceived uh, and then game day look game day sean payton can be a psychopath and yeah. i mean that's not dennis allen's demeanor even though look he can get ticked off but he I, he's more cool and calm but you want them to be fired up. So I think that's that's some of the things that I'm curious to see. I don't know how that's going to play out yet. Time will tell. Time will tell. All right, go get those kids from day camp. And uh, y'all have a great <laughs> weekend. And uh, and thank you as always, Larry. It's always fun. You got it, Jordy. I'm literally sitting in carpool at Archbishop Shaw. Oh, picking up kids Lord. from Shaw camp. Uh, that was my highest high school scoring game. Uh, regular season, <laughs> I had 43 at Shaw. No three-point line, no shot clock. I'm just saying, Larry, it was a good day. It was a good day. Hey, look, I mean, was Hank Tierney the coach then? Because he's back. No, football. Come on now. Come <laughs> I on. know, I know, but I'm like, man, he's probably, he might have been coaching back then. Who knows? He might have like been, I don't know who the coach was. All I know is <laughs> it couldn't stop me. That's all I'm going to say. See you later, man. Have a good weekend. Uh, I take care. Uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic. Trail is putting on a free all-day event this Saturday at Cafe 20.3 at 1500 General Mouton. In addition to free paddling, doesn't that sound fun? Uh, there'll also be a party featuring live music to help out the Mile Zero Heroes by raising awareness and funds to build the new Teach for Park and boat launch at mile zero of the Vermilion River. Donations and sponsorships are welcome. Trail will match up to $20,000 in donations. For more information, visit www.latrail.org. We'll wrap up our number one. 
After this final timeout, this is the Jordy Helfrich Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We're your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Well, welcome back. 55 minutes after the hour as we wrap up our number one uh, busy day today for the Holtberg family. Uh, the UL put on a team basketball camp. 24 girls high school basketball teams converged at uh, Bourgeois Hall. Uh, teams played three games. Uh, I got can I pat myself? Well, I'm going to pat my daughter on her back. She was awesome. She was really, really good. Had so much fun uh, watching it. Uh, and, and a good job by UL to put the camp on. St. Joe's Academy uh, uh, showed themselves very, very well today. And uh, it's great that they get do stuff in the summertime, play some ball, get to know their teammates well, get to see all different kinds of comp- – played a team called Buckeye today. Uh, played uh, Northwest. Played St. Thomas Aquinas. And schools from all over the place converging and it was a lot of fun really proud of my daughter if i can say so um nepotism reigns supreme here uh, but she was terrific terrific two uh 20 minute halves running time so it goes really quick so thank you ul for putting that on uh bourgeois hall very nice and the facilities all around campus occasions doing things right doing things right so good day way to end the week Uh, And now the weekend's upon us. Our number one's in the books coming up. Our number two, we'll talk College World Series with former national champion Eddie Arnold. We'll talk all things Acadiana with George Faust, George Becknell, James Mesh, and I. We'll we'll talk about the U.S. Open. We'll make predictions about the College World Series. And is Steph Curry one of the top ten players of all time in NBA history? I say yes. We'll discuss that and much, much more as we roll on. The Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, where you're home for the Houston Astros and the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. Live and local, this is the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone, it's a Saints touchdown! It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. And uh, welcome back. Hour number two of two, and away we go on this Friday, June 17th, the year 2022. We hope you're having a really, really good one. The U.S. Open round two is underway. David Lingmurth. At five under par, Colin Marikawa at five under par as well. Two under, four under for the day. So he's making a charge. Callum Tarran, Joel Dahman at four under par. Scotty Scheffler at three under par. My main man from LSU, Sam Burns, shot a second round 67, three under for the day, two under for the tournament. Uh, So we'll keep you updated on that. The Golden State Warriors are the Kings of the NBA world, um, four titles in eight years, Steph Curry, the finals MVP solidifying his case as one of the great players all time 
in NBA history. And today starts the College World Series. Um, eight teams uh, still staying alive. Four from the SEC, where it just means more. And it gets underway as we speak um, with two games today and uh, two games tomorrow. So we have got going underway as we speak, Texas A&M and Oklahoma. The nightcap tonight will be Texas versus Notre Dame. So with that in mind, let's talk baseball. Let's talk college baseball. Let's, Let's talk Major League Baseball. He is having a tough life today. He's out at the beach with his family. He's relaxing. The former All-American for LSU, the World Series champion for the Tigers, the World Series champion with the New York Yankees, my good buddy, Eddie Yarnell, kind enough to join us. Eddie, that's why I call you Easy Eddie, because life is easy, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing doing well right now, Jordy. You got that right, man. Yeah, we got down here uh, yesterday, actually. So we're down here a little while, relaxing, watching a little baseball, soaking up the sun. Uh, it's nice. good. It's good. I'm jealous. Oklahoma leads Texas A&M. A lot of people had the Aggies as favorites, but it's uh, 12 to four Sooners top of the fifth. So, uh, man, the long ball must be going. Um, you've had experience in the college world series. I know it's a different ballpark and all that kind of stuff, but, um, this time of the year, Everybody says pitching always wins, but it seems to me, man, the bigger, the better the bats, uh, you're in pretty good shape there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, the pitching, you know, always pitching and defense is, is kind of the consistent part of baseball, right? But this time of year, it seems like these guys show up. I mean, I was watching in, in Oklahoma's, uh, you know, the bottom of the order guys are hitting and, you know, balls are – I almost – had to make sure that they didn't move TD Ameritrade back to the top of the hill at Old Roseblatt yes. because yes. balls are flying out. I mean, and I was listening, you know, I think Ben's calling this, this first game, McDonald, and they had some, they were throwing numbers out. I didn't realize, like, this year, you know, Ole Miss needs, I think, one more homer to hit 100, uh, which will make, like, 20 Division One schools. And last year, I think there was only three to hit yep. over 100 homers in a season. So, I don't know what it is. I mean, uh, balls, bats, kids. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this transfer portal NIL. We're getting older college players uh, along with the COVID extra years. You know, I think guys yeah, you know, yeah. shorter draft in, in pro ball. I think a lot of factors. We're getting guys that are a little bit more veterans. You know, seeing more, having more Division One at bats, but uh, definitely balls flying for sure. Well, um, we were all hoping LSU would be one of these eight teams, but. But man, that uh, that pitching staff, try as they might, it just wasn't wasn't up to par. And I and I, I know, f- yeah, Jake Johnson's going going out there hitting that hitting that hard, uh, and they've got to improve their pitching staff, or else, what's the point, right? Yeah, no, um, you know, and it's kind of you know, Jay gets here what, with what he has. You know, he hasn't had quite the chance to put his stamp on the team i guess in terms of recruiting i saw they did go out and get the creighton guy yeah. through the portal again uh transfer guy who's a big east player the pitcher of the year or something a year or two so uh look he's gonna go out and get the, the the guys but i just feel like nowadays the way it is i mean it's tough to be dominant you know it's mm-hmm. tough to have those year in and year out. i mean success is one thing right dominance like you're talking about golden state warriors and that's dominance you know the new york yankees in MLB this year, you know, historically dominant, you know, yeah. 
Um, so they definitely have bats coming back at LSU. And it was a little disappointing to see. Um, but the way it turned out, heck, right, we're, I guess we're fifth in the West, huh? But, I mean, the other four are in Omaha. That's <laughs> I right. mean, that's, that's and in, a great in point. two more years, in two more years, Jordy, we're going to have Oklahoma and Texas. So, really, there's six out of the eight teams are wow. going to be in the SEC that are in Omaha wow. right now. I yeah. mean, that's, I don't know why we have other conferences. Yeah, that's a good I mean, way of putting it. My gosh. Well, they, they, they said football could hold its own national championship playoff. Uh, baseball could do the same thing. Let's uh, let's go put it some yeah. other stadium, have the, the all-SEC national championship. It'd be, be pretty darn good competition, uh, to say the very least. Absolutely. Back to Jake Absolutely. Johnson. I, I, I thought Jake Johnson did a really good job. Uh, you know more baseball. Uh, you've forgotten more than I'll ever know. But I thought he did a good job for this aspect. Um, players played hard. Players didn't give up. They fought till the bitter end. And that's sometime in modern in, in modern athletics, you don't always get that. But they they seem to be close. They seem to be tight. They seem to play hard and play together throughout the course of the season. And that, to me, is a very positive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, like I, I preach to the kids. I give, you know, instruction to them. My son's all team now. It's like, you know, have a have a plan and have a process. And sometimes the execution doesn't always end up. Right. But you, you always want to make sure you're doing the same thing in the same situations. Don't doesn't change anything. And and the sport's the sport, right? It's like any sport. And you're not always going to make the shot. You're not always going to hit the ball, make the pitch. But if the process stays there, and you're right, like, I mean, golly, in the SEC tournament, they fought their butts off to to, to come back and win games, yeah. you know, last out, two outs, last inning. So you like to see that, right, that little bit of, you know, grit and determination and fight in, in, the, in the guys. And obviously you need to have that because, I mean, there's no other conference where, I mean, we give away – Three games this year, I feel like at least. I mean, we'd be twenty and ten, you know, yeah, sitting above right. on top of the West. We could have, I think, we could have beat Arkansas game, Auburn a game, A and M early on the first year. So, I mean, they're close, and the separation, you know, the difference is those. Well, play here, play there. It's not a game. It's you know, hey, get an extra. Don't give away in a bat. I feel like defensively. They needed to be better, you know. In pitching, right. they need to be better, and and, and right. offensively, they've got great hitters. It's just uh, sometimes there are bats on offense where, you know, sometimes I felt like they just kind of didn't didn't uh, focus as much in every at bat. So it's tough. It's grinding. That's why. That's why they say this is more of a mental mental grinding game, right? Than physical, you. right? That's why that's dog. why we need more of the Savannah Bananas. Have you ever seen that group out of Savannah, <laughs> Georgia? Have you seen them? No, but it's a collegiate uh, summer league, correct? I mean, uh, yes. I've heard some things like, you know, they do they do quirky things like, you know, they'll announce themselves to home plate, you know, and they'll give themselves their own intro and kind of do a bunch of other fun things, which is good. Like that's what you yeah. want, right? Like it's kind of like agree, Jordy. It's kind of like the Globetrotters. Two, two sci- kind of like the scientific Globetrotters of minor league baseball. That's what it is. Yeah. But but look, you got to have fun, right? Like why are you playing the game? You're playing the game to have right. fun. I feel like sometimes especially now in the college game, especially with the NIL, it's become a business and too serious. Yeah. Yeah. Where you know what let they the do? boys be the boys a little bit. 
This is what they do. And I love this. And I know I'm not a baseball purist, but I love that they put a time clock on the game. And in two hours, I don't care if you're in the fifth inning, the fourth inning, the ninth inning, when that thing strikes zero, game over. You, you, that picture throws it to home. That catcher gets it back to the picture. They're running off the field. They're running into the batting box. I love it. That um, that the pace of play thing is interesting. Like you said, I didn't know that they um, that they did that. Put the clock on that. And I, I like it in terms of like you're saying. Hey, let's you know let's play this game a little bit more you know vin and vigor and, and you know instead of having that slow pace. Sometimes I'm not saying where well, you can't. I, I'm not a fan of limiting pickoff throws and. You know, right. not being able right. to step off the mound and for a second and take a deep breath or step out of the box. But I think there's ways that they can, other ways that they can get this game back to the way it was a little bit. Um, because, like, you remember, this game was never three and a half hours to play a nine-inning yeah, baseball game in the big league level, you know, side of it. But uh, they're trying, you know. I think you it know, definitely a, would help the cons- sport. It's a conspiracy, Eddie. They want you to sit there for three and a half hours. They want you to buy those twenty dollar beers and uh, right. and and all that other stuff. They they no dummies. That's what that's what it's all about. Take your time, hey. slow down, instant replay, all that stuff. That's a man. That's a long day. College football's the same way. It takes forever. The NFL's got it figured out. They, they, it's you're gonna play in a certain amount of time, regardless, and that's it. And you know it. And that's how it goes. Anyway. Um, well, you mentioned the Yankees as we shift over to Major League Baseball. Hey, gee sure. whiz, Aaron Judge is unbelievable, and they're—I mean, they're—I uh, mean, we—they're forty-seven and sixteen. That's seventy-five percent yeah. winning baseball. That's crazy. Yeah, they would—they uh, would definitely be a national seed in the college game, right? <laughs> I mean, they've yes. got a college-type powerhouse record, except it's in the big leagues, and I think they've won fourteen home games in a row. Look. It's the perfect storm, man. The, the guys are healthy, right? Stan hadn't been healthy lately. Judge yeah. bet on himself because he turned down a multi-year deal before the season, which he's going to be a $400 million, who knows, whatever it goes up to at this point. I mean, if we if we take the inflation rate and apply that to baseball contracts, holy cow, he might be wow. close to a billion-dollar guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, So, That's true. Um, but no, perfect storm. Yankees, everything's going great. But like we talked about before, I mean, in a New York minute, everything's great, everything's well. I mean, it won't take a couple of weeks, and they start to, you know, the naysayers will start coming out because that's what they wait for, I feel like, sometimes sure. with the sure. big market teams. But I don't see that happening to these guys. I mean, there's too many pieces. I mean, Astros, are, well, nine, the Astros uh, are nine up on the Rangers. Um, the Yankees are ten up over the Blue Jays. At least we got some close ones, the Twins and the Guardians. There's only two games separating them, and the Braves mm-hmm. have made a challenge. Now they've won 14 straight, and because of that, they're just four and a half games behind the Mets. My Redbirds are leading that two over the Brewers, and we got a horse race in the NL West. The Dodgers aren't – I mean, they trail uh, San Diego by a half a game, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but those things are, those things are good. Uh, what would it mean to have a, a subway series between the Mets and the Yankees? That's a possibility. I mean, that was, look, 22 years ago. I mean, I, I wasn't there. I was on that 2000 team with the Yankees, but I had gotten traded. So I didn't, I wasn't there in the postseason, but they did play that Subway Series back with, you know, Mike Piazza. And I think uh, when he was with the Mets and, you know, Clemens and all that, that would be, you know, that would be interesting. And definitely whenever you have 
a big market like that with two teams, you know, I think yeah. it's a, a media's dream and, and networks right. and, and advertising, you know, really eats that up. But I mean, just in terms of baseball, I like it. I mean, Aaron Boone, obviously a fourth generation guy. I mean, yeah. His grandfather played, his dad played, obviously his brother. And then Buck Showalter right now, what he's doing with the Mets, another old school guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's back to those guys. And I'm just that era guy, right? I'm not I'm not too hopped up on all this. Give me the computer printouts. Like, let's go watch right. the humans play and make human decisions on what right. we see them doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. give me some data to support. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, and- yeah, Eddie Arnold, always great talking with you. Go uh, pop a cold yeah. one for me, big fella, and enjoy your, your vacation in paradise. I greatly appreciate your time. You're a good sport to take some time out to do that for me. I really do appreciate oh. it. No, absolutely, man. I'm about to go back out. I'm about to go to work and slow uh, hey. down a little while. <laughs> go to work, man. <laughs> there's, there's tougher jobs in this world, but thank you so much. That is uh, Eddie Arnold, somewhere Anytime. on the coast, enjoying the sun and the fun. Uh, it's the game's birthday And this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate 10 years of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Join us at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey this coming Wednesday. There'll be delicious wings, amazing door prizes, including station swag, Astros tickets, a 50-inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, a round of golf with cart at Cane Row Golf Course, Whew, it goes on and on. How about a $150 gift certificate to Mosley and Hollard men's clothing and much, much more. In addition, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B-Dubs on Wednesday from 4 to 9 o'clock for the game's 10th birthday bash. I wonder if my next guest, George Faust, will be there. Coming Fridays with Faust. Let's roll. As we continue here on this Friday edition of the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are your home for the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. My man, George, happy Friday, buddy. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm out of the ballpark right now, just waiting for uh, the the okay to play some baseball in this World Series game, 2D World Series game my son's playing in. So, yeah, loving life right now. What ballpark is it? Broussard. We're in Broussard. Broussard. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they, what, they, uh, they we, we were supposed – our first game was supposed to be at 1 o'clock. And uh, they, there was a little bit of lightning about 19 miles away. And yeah. uh, they postponed the start of this thing till right now. We haven't played – we haven't even started the game yet. Anyway, go ahead. What, what are we talking about? That's why I love basketball, cool. George. They got a roof over it, man. And that, that they can have all the lightning they want. You're still going to play. <laughs> Jeez. Right? No, I this agree. One... I agree. Well, that's why. That's why my oldest son plays basketball. So we'll we'll uh, we'll go with that, right? Guess <laughs> guess where I was this morning? Uh, Youngsville. I was in Bourgeois Hall on Cajun Dome oh, Boulevard. Really? Yes, a little oh, UL nice. girls, a little UL girls team basketball camp. 
And uh, about 24 oh, teams, they all played three games. And I got to see uh, one of my daughters, and I had to get back and go to work. Uh, but it was a nice little – I was very impressed with the, the facilities. Things have gotten – I'm oh. telling you, uh, things are really good yeah. rolling in, in Cajun land. Absolutely, man. Look, uh, Dr. Maggard's done a phenomenal job. I mean, he I know really has. Uh, he's the athletics director, but but uh, he's a- a- absolutely done a done a phenomenal job. And look, I was talking with Matt Deggs, uh, uh you know, Cajun baseball coach, uh, last week about uh, about the facilities there. And obviously, the stadium is beautiful, right? But right, they need right. some indoor facilities. Uh, and it looks like we're Uh-oh. about to start playing. Sounds they, like they you're about to play. Jeez. <laughs> That's right. The kids are excited. Uh, sounds like, uh, <laughs> but Coach Deggs was talking about how uh, you know they because of the weather like this in South Louisiana, you got to have an indoor facility of some sort, and they can go in Monclaw, but uh, that, that's not their own facility, and that's kind of uh, what, what they're battling. So, they, but Dr. Magger's done a phenomenal job of kind of putting uh, putting some emphasis on getting good facilities for their athletes and, and drawing top talent as we've seen over the past few years. And because they're willing to spend the money and put it back into the department, don't you think that the, this past school year, football, baseball, softball, all won Sunbelt Conference championships and um, the, the, the much maligned, uh, for me, men's basketball, they, well, they reached the tournament finals. So when you put it all, the revenue earners uh, all had really good years. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And, and so – in this day and age of like, hey, you know, we can we can get better in an instant, right? With the transfer portal and with all that, uh, all all that is the the NIL stuff and all that, because the Cajuns have an NIL plan as well. You know, they're not falling behind in that regard. So the athletes can see, hey, they, if, you, if you come here, you're going to have top notch facility, you're going to have great coaching, you're going to have the ability to make some money. Uh, it, yeah. Which sounds weird as a college kid, but yes, you'll have the opportunity to do that. And uh, yeah, so I, I think it, it's definitely turned them turn turn turned a corner for sure. And with facilities, you get the uh, the twenty twenty three Sun Belt Conference softball tournament coming to Lampson Park. Uh, they don't just give that away. You got to be able to show that one, you got really good facilities that can house all these teams, and that you're going to draw fans. And there's no question, man, that's a softball town as well. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. Softball. I've been to numerous uh, softball uh, regionals and super regionals at, at Lampson Park, and the crowd is absolutely phenomenal. There's nothing, uh, th- there's nothing that tops it, to be honest with you, with regards to the atmosphere. Even even when uh, the Cajuns had to go to uh, to LSU, it was a yeah. very similar atmosphere, right? They're both yeah. uh, passionate fan bases, and I think there was a connection because of uh, uh, Yvette Girard and you know. So back in the day, that, you know, that's a great little rival. And uh, so, yeah, but absolutely, you're right. It's a softball town, and they, they have the ability to, uh, to to pack the house when it comes to uh, Cajun softball, no doubt about it. George Faust, sports director, KLFY. What uh, what position does young Faust play? <laughs> so Harrison, on this team, he plays first base. Uh, and on uh, uh, his other his other team, uh, that uh, he plays first and third. So you got him, you got him on two on, uh, baseball. How does he? Do you go to a ballpark every day of the week? He's playing on two teams. Uh, yeah, he's on. 
He's on two teams. He's on a, uh, the Rain All-Stars, and then he's also on a select team. That's where we are right now. Select uh, Rice Birds is the name of the name of the team. What are you going to be? What yeah. are you going to be glued to the tube on uh, tomorrow? Are you going to be watching anything tomorrow? <laughs> uh, you think, uh, dude? <laughs> uh, about about six o'clock, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to relax on the couch, and I'm going to turn on the Omaha, Nebraska. I'm a, I've never been interested in Omaha, Nebraska so much as tomorrow when the Ole Miss Rebels take the field. No doubt about it. I'll be watching it the is, College uh, World Series. Have you ever been there? I have never been. I have never okay. been. Okay. Well, you're a baseball it, fan. And a, when the Cajuns go, you got to go. I've been <laughs> once. I'll never go again. I was there uh, when Warren Morris hit the home run to beat Miami. Oh, sweet. I said, I, I said yeah. it can't get any better than this. Um, no. And uh, that was at the old Rosenblatt. And I tell you what, those Blatt, people yep. put on a show. They love them. Uh, some some college baseball fans. It's a, they do a great job. You got to go one day yeah. if you're a baseball fan, which I know you are. You got to go. But I, I'm yeah. pulling for the Rebs. I'm pulling for Mike Bianco. Yeah. I want him to win the chip. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I know a lot of LSU fans probably feel that same way because you know, he was part of that uh, that historic, you know, the start of uh, Skip Bertman and yeah. all of that. That kind of in between what eighty nine, eighty eight. Ben McDonald was his pitcher, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, so I, I, absolutely. So Look, hey, if, if if Ole Miss does pull the trick, right? If they do win, right. it'll be the seventh time in the history of the uh, of the College World Series that a, uh, a team, uh, another a team from a state, like last last year Mississippi State won. If Ole Miss yeah. wins, it'll be the seventh time a different team from the same states won back to back like that. Wow. So uh, the Rebs, the Rebs uh, can can let, let seven be a lucky number. Seven be yeah, a lady kind of, tonight. Let's go. Yeah, boy. <laughs> it's kind of amazing what patience can do. You know, I, the Boston Celtics, when they were struggling, I, I mean, you got to trade Jalen Brown or or Jason Tatum. You can't play. You got to break this thing up. Well, they didn't. They kept them, and they got to the NBA Finals. There was a point in time. Yeah. Everybody's, I thought Mike Banco was done. He was gone. They're going to fire him midseason. Uh, but they didn't. Right. Patience. They got hot. And now look at them. So patience is a yep. virtue. That's what they say. That is what that's, they say for sure. That's what they say. Look, I, I, look, you're busy. You got kids to watch. I'm not going to take you away from that. So you go enjoy uh, your look, son's game. You got to do the six o'clock and ten o'clock tonight. Are you? What are you doing? I, I, you know, I, I'm, I, you know, I was just talking about that with one of the coaches. I was like, I should have had a live, a, a live truck out here. And now it's a TVU, <laughs> but I should have been live out here going, hey. How about this? That's what I should have done. But uh, yeah, they were, they should have been finished by now. They they they, they should have been playing. Yeah. They have done. We would have been on our way back home, and I'd have been headed to the station right now. But instead, I'm a. I already produced my show. Everything's done. So uh, <laughs> I just have to go show up and actor. Feel like that's a big leader, man. The, that's why you're yeah. the king of Acadiana, man. There you go, George. <laughs> Planning. Uh, what is it? Uh, preparing. Uh, what is it? Failing to prepare means preparing, preparing to fail. That's what I was trying to say. That's right. And you prepared. Right. So I, you're I, good. I, I, I got you. I, I knew. I think. I thought I knew what you were doing. And that's a fail. If you if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. That yeah. is yeah. correct. I got you. I just talk for a yeah. living, man. Sometimes I screw it up. George yeah. Faust. Hey, <laughs> have a great weekend. Good luck yeah. to your son. Enjoy every minute of it, buddy. And thank you. All right, no problem, Jordy. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. You got it, my friend. George Faust.
Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 17th, 1978. In a win over the California Angels, Ron Guidry sets a New York Yankees record with 18 strikeouts. Louisiana Lightning would go on to record 248 strikeouts that season and win the Cy Young Award. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, it's only 89 degrees, a little light drizzle for the next half hour in some parts of Acadiana. It's going to increase a little bit to 90% at 4 p.m., so um, stay tuned. But tomorrow, sunny, 97, and for Father's Day, sunny and 99. With the heat index and the humidity and all that, oh, my God, it's going to be like 110. Enjoy. I hope you have a swim pool, whatever. Uh, it's my favorite day, favorite time of the day. Um, during the week, it's Friday and I get to bring my buddies on James mesh back in the game studios, which are on the campus of Delta media, which houses KLWB, which is one Oh three, seven Lafayette. Of course, we're also on one Oh four one in Lake Charles. And I don't know where he is today, but he is like Marco Polo, my buddy, George Becknell, who knows? It's like, where's Waldo? Where's George? Good afternoon, George. How are you, man? Good afternoon, Jordy. I'm fantastic. I'm over here in Hollywood, Florida this week. Oh, so so that's like horse so racing capital. That, that, that's yeah. where the that's where the thoroughbreds live. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to catch you on this horse racing knowledge. So I had to go to the source. That, that's... <laughs> Bet on Mo Donegal. Okay, just put your money on, on Mo Donegal to win. So uh, did you call well, that last week? I think you called that. That last was me. Week. Yes, I did, yeah, James. I, gotta, I just listened to I just listened to my handicapper, and he said, uh, um, <laughs> t- "Take Mo Donegal to the bank." I went, "Okay, I'll do it." So that, that's how much I know. Um, all right. Well, obviously, you are decked out, and I, I thank you for taking some time out from your ever continuing tour that you're on. My goodness, um, you still working for a living, or are you just touring now? I mean, I'm still working, but uh, I, I took half of my PTO days in June. So, you know, in July, I think I'm going I'm to chill out a lot at the house. Okay, very good. All right. Um, I'm sure you watched the game. Uh, your thoughts of Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors? I think Steph Curry is a very special and revolutionary player. Yeah, I think he's, gonna be, he's a top 15 player of all time. Uh, when you when you talk about the Golden State Warriors, they got what they needed from their role players. You know, you know Steph was gonna show up. Draymond looked slow, Clay looked slow, but Poole and Wiggins stepped up in a big way in major times. Yeah, and I think that's what uplifted them. You know, Boston Celtics, hell of a team, but man, you can't go cold. You know, Jason you. T- Jason Tatum is texting Kobe and not showing up in the finals. I mean, you you can't you can't do that. You know, so. I think you saw championship DNA no question. overcome overcome a maybe more talented team. I and, thought uh, I thought you mentioned Draymond Green. He didn't have the greatest series, but game six, Draymond Green was special. He was yes. special. Um let me go to James real quick. James, you're a hoopnik uh like we are. 
you're, mm-hmm. but you don't go a long way back. So, and it's it's hard yeah, to talk I'm about the still best kind of players t- and but... Mount Rushmores and all that. There's too many great ones, but in his in his era, Steph Curry's got to be one of the top two or three players of his generation, isn't he? Oh, at, at worst, he's podium top three. I mean, yeah. he's revolutionized the game by itself. He's got kids thinking they can shoot from the distance he does. Right. They like everyone shoots threes now. You hear all these new players coming into the draft saying, "I model my game after Steph." Like he's he's changed the game completely by himself. No question. Everybody talks about his shooting. Nobody gives him the the credit of his ball handling skills to be able to get himself in a position to take shots and make shots. Uh, he spreads the floor out for everybody. And I don't care what anybody says. Dude plays defense, too. I was going to say. A, he, he's a very humble leader in the fact that if you watch the beginning of the game, he wasn't even looking for shots. He was getting the ball to other people trying to get trying to get Clay Thompson off. Clay Thompson was terrible, 5 for 20. But um, I, I, I go a step further, George Becknell. I, I think he's top 10. Uh, overall, the winning, the resume, the shooting ability, the ball handling, what he does. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you keep him out of that, but, um, he's special. Can, uh, th- does it make you feel better about the Pelicans and next year, or does it make you feel worse having to play against a team like that? Well, Jordan, uh, I mean, I, I didn't think the Pelicans was going to be a, you know, in the finals. Right. But I do feel real good about the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans, you know, if you look at the West, I don't see a team outside the Golden State Warriors where they can't definitively beat. I just don't see that. Like, I, I don't I don't think Dallas is that much better. You saw Phoenix barely beat them without Zion. You know, you, I, I really feel good about where these Pelicans are. Yes, they're, they're going to have to take a st- baby steps. They're going to have to wait their turn if they want to be a champion to beat Golden State. However, I am feeling very optimistic about these New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. Uh, James, back to Steph. I put him as the greatest 6'3 or under player in the history of the game. That means he's better than Isaiah Thomas. He's better than John Stockton. He's better than Tiny Archibald. He's better than Iverson, Bob Cousy, Allen Iverson. Um, I think he's the greatest of all time for his size uh, and what he does and how he affects the game. Would you agree with that? I would have to wholeheartedly agree. I mean, he's just as good at just about every part of the game as most of those others, and a lot of them, especially shooting, he's a whole lot better. So he's yeah. – I would have to say he's definitely the best at 6'3 and under. All right. Um, George Becknell, James Mesh here with us on this Friday. Um, neither one of you are dads, but you have dads. You got something planned for Sunday? I mean, come on, guys. George? Yeah, my uh, I've been kind of busy lately, so my sister made reservations. I'm gonna find out where we're going when I get to Baton Rouge on Sunday. But you know, I got dad a present. We gonna take care of him. Yeah. He's go, he's go. I'm I'm 99 sure my dad is going to eat a steak and have a Coca Cola. Like that's automatic, <laughs> that's and, awesome, and he's gonna enjoy it. That's his go to, huh? That's good. That's his go to. Uh, that's awesome, man. Enjoy every second of it, James. What about you, big guy? Our family likes to celebrate things early. So we'll actually be celebrating tomorrow instead of Sunday. And mm. our whole family is pretty much going to be making dinner for them. Making dinner. Uh, are you contributing to, to that cause? Do you have a uh, a chef's knack or do you stay out of the kitchen? I mean, I can definitely be in the kitchen. So, sometimes I'm just out of it because I don't feel like it. I don't have a passion for cooking. I can. 
they have put me on making yeast roll duty. So I'll be doing yeast that. Roll. I'll be doing that okay. tonight. <laughs> from scratch? Yeah, from scratch. We got a bread maker. Whoa, dude. That's impressive. You got to let that sit for a while, right? You got to let it fl- you got to let it fluff up, right? Yeah, that that's why I'm starting tonight whenever I get off. So you mean to tell me like y'all celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve? Yeah, some, how y'all do everything? Some, sometimes, pretty much. Okay. Early birds, right? So what do you do on Father's Day? Everybody just goes their own way? I mean, just kind of do whatever. <laughs> just kind of whatever, whatever you want to go do. I mean, we do the celebration day early, and then the actual day, just you do whatever you want. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Sunday. Okay, you, go. you had your day yesterday. Forget about today. It's over. Back to normal. I got you. I got you. I have no idea uh, what my kids are going to do for me, uh, uh, but um, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Sure, it'll be a lot of fun. We we enjoy it. Look, I, um, I, I, you know me by now. I lost my dad. Um, he was 93 years young and uh, lived a phenomenal life. I miss him all the time. A great man. Um, so you guys enjoy every minute. And, and James, make make Father's Day special for your dad too. Don't just don't do it the day before. Make both days special. Come on. I plan on. on it. I plan on it. All right. Have y'all seen uh, Top Gun yet? Maverick, George, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. It's on my to-do interested? list, but I haven't seen it. Haven't. James, have you seen it? Yeah. I have I have not yet. I had only recently seen the original Top Gun uh, like okay. two months ago. So I haven't seen it either. I wanted to wait till the crowds uh, went away, but I want to see the Jurassic Park movie too. I, mean, that's, I don't know how many of those they've had, but I got to go see that one. I think I think we're on about six or seven now at this point, if you're counting all the Jurassic Park and Jurassic Worlds. Sheesh. What's got more, and Jurassic Park or the Fast and the Furious? Fast and Furious. Man, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's close. It's close. It's close. Huh? It's close. Um, you interested? You play golf. Uh, you interested in the U.S. Open? Mickelson, uh, he's not making the cut. He's at plus 11. Uh, but right now, Colin Morikawa in sole lead at five under par through 12 holes today so I, I i've never heard of david lingmurth brian Harmon, joel Dahman, nick hardy yeah. scotty scheffler's at three under and sammy burns yep. from lsu's at two under be great if burns could win this thing i i tell you what uh, the, the guy at the top he's going to choke is guaranteed i would love for scotty scotty burns to win that thing but uh my money's on scheffler that, that's Scotty that's Shuffler. Who okay. Scotty Shuffler. Uh, James, are you a golf yeah. fan? You like to watch that stuff? My my uncles and my dad are. I'm not huge on it. I'm okay. a little more on putt putt, but I am looking nice. at the results right now. Nice, nice. <laughs> I can't play just standard putt putt. I got to have the one with all the. I got to have the Happy Gilmore kind of kind of putt putt course where the you know you hit it through the windmill, you hit it through the. Oh yeah. I got to have that. Pirates Cove. Yeah, I gotta have that. I can't just be the standard. They used to have, back when I was a kid, guys. They used to have, and Billy Packer, the former CBS college basketball analyst, put this all together. And they used to have um, putt putt contests, and they used to put it on TV. And these guys are making you know eighteen holes. If you made a twenty, you lost. You lost. I mean, these guys are making hole in one after hole in one after hole in one. No, no, no. I gotta have the angle left go over the hill through the lion's mouth and come down the other side i gotta have that it's gotta be fun for me let's bring that back let's, let's do it on tv can you do that james you got let's, game let's do it i'm down you're down okay all right um saints had their mini camp wrapped up 
um, apparently Chris Olave is all that and, uh, and, and then some, um, but are you concerned George about one, Michael Thomas still not being ready to play and two, Jameis Winston still got that, got a pretty, pretty noticeable limp when he's out there. Jordan, I am absolutely at zero concern because with Jameis's injury, number one, him limping right now at this part of the rehab process is to be expected. Okay. That's number one. So, and then the Saints did an amazing thing. They went out and got some LSU Michael Thomas insurance in Juice Landry. Okay. So, yes, I would love to have Michael Thomas in uniform, ready to go 100%. But Juice Landry is a carbon copy of Michael Thomas' game. If Mike Thomas can't go, Juice, Olave, and the rest of the crew is enough weapons for Jameis Winston to be successful in this offense. So I'm not at all concerned. I'm excited. And I think, you know, if Mike Thomas is healthy and can play, even better. Okay. The other one I forgot to mention was Taysom Hill. He's still out as well. James, any concerns on your part? I'm not super concerned. I'm seeing Mike Thomas put on his Instagram story, like progress, him running. Jameis having a limp. We're, we're seven and a half months removed from him tearing it. So that yeah. is, like like George said, to be expected. I'm not worried about it. By the time we get around to the season, uh, I believe it should be just about gone. And even if it's still there, I I have no worry because he's got plenty of weapons to throw to and hand off to Alvin Kamara Mark Ingram. He's got plenty of weapons. It's not, it's not a huge yeah. concern for me. Uh, LSU lost their recruiting coordinator in baseball to the University of Kansas, and now their pitching coach, Jason Kelly, is heading back to the University of Washington. He, uh, Under the circumstances, I thought he did a pretty good job. So uh, Jake Johnson, not only does he have to find pitchers, but he's got to find a pitching coach, and he's got to find a recruiting coordinator. Um, but that's why he makes the big dollars there, George. He's got uh, He's got some work to do, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, good thing for him. Um, LSU is a is an attractive place, especially in the baseball program. So I don't think he's going to have to really struggle too much to find qualified people. But, yeah, that's a that's a tall order to find a new recruiting coordinator, pitching coach and actually go get pitchers. Yeah, because we didn't really (laughs) really really have the best pitchers to have this year. But it's a tall order. But the fact that, you know, he's a very, very good coach and he's got the LSU program behind him. I think you'll be able to knock it out. James, back to hoops. I just re- re- remember this. I wanted to ask it earlier, and it slipped my mind, but I'll ask you now. Um, you know, Golden State wins the title, and we've been seeing LeBron James talk and talk and talk about, man, I would love to play me with some Steph Curry. I would love to play with Steph Curry. He's out there in L.A., San Fran, you know, he's still in the West Coast. San Fran has Silicon Valley close to it, and he's going to be – he's a billionaire, and that's where all his interests are. You don't think by any chance of the imagination he would he would uh, not sign some kind of a contract or an extension with the Lakers and try to pull a Kevin Durant and go join Steph Curry and company to get another ring. James, uh, do you think that? I think he'd love to go play with Steph. He's talked about him multiple times. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's drafted Steph for his all-star all-star team for the last couple of years yes. now. So I think he'd want to. I just don't know if Steph wants him to join. That's yeah. that's what I'm wondering about. Does yeah. Steph want him to come to the Warriors? All right, uh, George. What do you think? And if if he did, would that be as vitriolic as when Durant came over? 
that would be the worst thing that ever happened in professional sports. <laughs> like, like Kevin Durant is rooting for this because that takes him off the hook. It like sure that does. Would be, that would be terrible. You talking about a guy who they're only comparing him to Michael Jordan and he's going to run the Golden State and go play with full-time champion Steph Curry. <laughs> it would be awful. I swear, but he, he might do it. Think about it. He doesn't need any money. He's he keeps a talking about it. He wants to build his life. I mean, it might be fun. Everybody loves to play with Steph. He's a billionaire. He can go play with venture for veterans minimum and yeah. and not care. You know, but if that happens, Jordan, I I'm I'm canceling the Warriors. I, I just can't I can't support that. It, how, about be awful. Kevin, how about Kevin Durant saying, I don't want I'm gonna hitch my wagon to Kyrie Irving instead of Steph Curry. I mean, dude, dude, come on. Get some yeah, smarts. You, you remember when uh, Mike Ditka traded the whole draft for uh, for Ricky, Ricky Williams. Williams? Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what Kevin Durant just did. It is it's, it's terrible. God. Like like that's Kyrie's not available most of the time. Like what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, well, I you know we may next year we may be saying look at the Brooklyn Nets. They're they're, they're great. Those two guys have played well together. They're healthy and all that stuff. But you know what? The James, I'll leave it at this. Um, Andrew Wiggins was like Kyrie Irving. He wasn't going to get vaccinated. But you know what he said? Uh, my team expects it of me. My team needs me. We got a chance to do something special. So I'm going to go get vaccinated. And he played in every game. Did Champ- Kyrie? Yep. Did Kyrie do that? Nope. Heck no. Championship teams ask for sacrifice, and he sacrificed for the greater good. That's right. For the, That's for right. the team. Um, I'm not a fan of Kyrie Irving, as I said. All right, well, guys, <laughs> um, can you tell? Um, y'all go uh, take care of your dads, all right? George, safe travels back to Red Stick. Uh, James, celebrate Father's Day on a Saturday and a Sunday. And uh, good luck with the yeast bread. Thank you. <laughs> yeast bread. Yeast go, bread. Go get it done tonight. What an exciting life. That's awesome. Make it, make it rise, make it big, make it good. Get the butter out, soften it, and let's do it. All right, guys, thank you so much. That's uh, our Pretty Friday good. edition of whatever. I don't know what we call it, but we, we, just, we just do it. And I, I greatly appreciate y'all's time. Have a great weekend, everybody. I appreciate you. Happy right, We'll take our final timeout of the day, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Some birthday wishes and more. This is the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are your home for the Houston Astros and the LSU Tigers in Southwest Louisiana. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, let's close up with some business. Joel Dahman has retaken the lead in the second round of the U.S. Open. He's at five under par, one better than David Lingberth, Colin Marikawa, and Brian Harmon in the College World Series in the bottom of the seventh, Oklahoma 12. Texas A&M 5, and Steph Curry's latest honor, Davidson will retire his number 30. What took you so long, Davidson? If today is your birthday, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You share your day with Venus Williams. Venus Williams is 42 years young today. So happy birthday to you and yours. Amari Cooper is 28, and 
Barry Manilow still singing at 79 years old. All right, uh, James, thank you so much. Thanks to our guest, Larry Holder, Eddie Yarnell, George Faust, George Becknell. Thanks to all of you for listening in. Thanks to our partners that make it possible each and every day. I hope you have a great rest of your Friday and even better weekend. Come on back Monday, same time, two to four. Same great station, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Until then. I'm Jordy Helper. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy, my friends. Just be kind to one another and let's all be happy. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. Have a great weekend. So long, everybody.